Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You are listening to Voice of the Fan Sportscast. Brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans. Discussing football, basketball, news, trending topics. The one-stop shop for all things sports. by none other than Ben Swift Reynolds, Taylor Gatwood, and Tyler Wright. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Voice of Fan Sports Cast. I'm your host, Ben Reynolds, and we have a special guest with us, a living legend, Colin Cummins. What's up, bro? What's going on? Oh, shoot. Oh, <laughs> uh, Colin, mute your mic. Sorry about that. There you go. <laughs> hey, I was just going to say, it's an honor to be here. Super excited. Hey, we're glad to have you. And of course, we have Taylor Gatwood and Dini join us today. What's up, fellas? What's going on? So, Colin, man, you coming back to uh, you know extend the series of the air hockey that we did a couple months ago with Robert Kennedy? So it was a pleasure when uh, Robert Kennedy hooked us up and linked us up, and we finally brought you on, and you here. It just it's like I said, it's crazy that how we came from, you know, a couple months back of not knowing y'all guys, but here we are with you on the show. And like I said, we happy to have you. Yeah, it's a privilege, and I'm definitely super excited to talk all things air hockey. And uh, definitely got to thank Robert and the air hockey agency for giving me the opportunity as well to connect with you guys. Um, and of course, our big sponsors, Porter Brown and Task Insurance. They're on the right here, so just gotta <laughs> yeah, give shout out. Shout out to those guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Colin, man, we just gonna dive into a little bit of your back story. A lot of us and a lot of listeners don't know who you are and where you came from. So, just tell us, you know, who is Colin? Who is Colin? So, I am originally born in Houston, Texas. I went to Baylor University, got my degree. In biochemistry. I've been playing air hockey ever since I was 10 years old. And yeah, I still play. You still so, play. Yep. And I played air hockey for six years and eventually became the best in the world. So awesome. That's, man. that's, that's my main claim to fame. That's a major feat for sure. And we got another Houston Texas guy in here. Yeah, really? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I lived in Houston for a little bit. Yeah, I lived in the Woodlands. Brother, if you know Brother. where that is. Yeah, I was I'm in sure. Cyprus. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right next door. Well, yeah. look at there, Perry Houston guys. So, uh, Colin, where did your love from air hockey come from? You know. Yeah, it's been a a definite 
a relationship that I've been developing with air hockey for a while. So I moved across the street from a guy named Brian Acraco, who at the time was like number four in the world. And his son was my age and he was currently the number one, like under 12 kids champion. Uh, and he had a bit of an ego. So I would go over to his house and play air hockey with them. And he beat me all the time. And he was like, yeah, I'm the best. This is awesome. And so I was like, okay. And eventually beat him after like a year of playing. And then as like an 11, 12 year old, I was able to beat people who would come, who would be in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, and so I think that's what sparked the passion. Yeah. And so ever since then, I just kept looking up. Like I kept finding who was going to be the next person to challenge and push myself. And I didn't even know I would eventually get to be the best. Like when I was 12, I wasn't like, oh, I want to be the best of this sport. But yeah. So. Man, that's awesome. You know, as a young kid that age, I bet you were hustling some. Some older folks. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I got this this ten year old over here that can beat your air hockey. No, he can't. Let me show this kid something. Then you just come out and whoop them. <laughs> I know. know you guys. Maybe y'all could have figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> Made some moolah on the way. But that's that's what's up, you know. Every, you know, when you have a love of something, it always start off somewhere. Like it just be just this little spark that takes to, you know, create a love and passion for something. And um, so you grew up in uh, Houston, Texas, right? Did yes, you sir. play? Any, did you did do it? Did you play any other sport, or that was just your your main thing with air hockey when you were growing up? Yeah, so I played soccer for the most part, and then I was also a swimmer. So I definitely maintained fitness. Mm. Um, it was in high school, my junior and senior year, that I actually played on like the high school team. Um, did that and I never really played anything competitively after I went to college. I just did intramurals. Um, and I'm also, I'm in the air force. So I was doing ROTC in college and I was doing a bunch of sports there. So that definitely helped me stay in shape. Oh, no doubt about that. You know, I, that's why I kind of find out when you do other physical activities, it, it usually translate well to other things you're doing especially with games like air hockey, video games, you know, anything done with hand-eye coordination, it helps out a lot. So you, you mentioned you was in the Air Force. Uh, was that your plan all alone to join the Air Force? You said you were in the RT, R, uh Yeah, Air Force ROTC. Again? Yeah, yeah. You said you was in that, so that was your plan all alone to join the Air Force? Yeah, so my plan out of high school was originally to go to the Air Force Academy, but apparently they – Thought there, there were too many kids from Texas, so they decided that I needed to go somewhere else. So I went to Baylor University up in Waco, got a pretty decent scholarship with the ROTC, and I'm now an Air Force officer down in San Antonio. So, mm. wow! So, so that's what's up. Yeah, how it's worked you, out great. Yeah, how did you find the time to uh, maintain your practice regiment with air hockey? Oh gosh, uh, it was a challenge. So there was there was no air hockey community in Waco, and I really didn't get the opportunity to formally practice air hockey that much. So mm -hmm. by the time I was a sophomore in high school, the summer after my sophomore year was when I won my first tournament in Colorado Springs. And then 
up until that point, I had been playing in Houston all yeah. the time. So we had weekly tournaments and state tournaments, and I won a state tournament right before I went on to win the world tournament. And after that, I had a table in my house for my junior and senior year of high school, and I practiced for the most part with my dad, who he's currently ranked, I think, number probably 17 or around that. He's okay. in the top, top oh, wow. 20. Dang, so we're in the family, I see. Yeah, and my little brother's up and coming, too. Yeah, uh, Connor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I seen him on Instagram earlier today. That's so. Uh, so in Houston, is it like a hotbed for air hockey? Is that like a, a thing? Yeah, I would describe Houston as the air hockey capital of the world. So mm. a lot of people attribute that to NASA and how the people that invented air hockey were NASA scientists. You know, they yeah. were working with zero gravity technology. Um, but there's when air hockey first originated as a sport, there were, there was a community in Pennsylvania and a community in Houston, and the Houston community has definitely survived the longest. There's still a lot of people who were there at the beginning that are still in Houston, so they've kept it alive all the way up until now. That's pretty amazing. I never so, thought that it came from no like. That was like a big thing in Houston with, you know, with baseball, basketball, and all the other type of sports in Houston. And mm-hmm. that just kind of blew my mind that, you know, something like that just blew up in Houston. Yeah. yeah. So when did, like, the uh, the tournaments and the league start? So the tournaments started back in the 70s, and they originated as, like, college uh, tournaments. So I think the first one was actually at Penn State. And they called it nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so up until like the 1990s, they were only national. They're just national United States air hockey tournaments. And then the leagues are more of a recent-ish thing. So they started in the 2000s, probably in post-2010, mm-hmm. I'd say, is when the first league started. <clears throat> um, but it was in like 1999 mm-hmm. that a few guys from Venezuela came and that's when it became world classification. Mm-hmm. Um, so ever since then, there have been like air hockey regions. There's a group in Illinois. There have been groups in California in the past. And so each small uh, community kind of made their own league of sorts. And then they would all gather for the world tournament or nationals every so year. What, what yeah. is the, uh, the nationals or tournament league called? Do they have like a set name or? Mm-hmm. So it's been going under the banner of the United States Air Hockey Association. So mm-hmm. the association will host the tournaments every year. But as far as leagues go, that's something that the Air Hockey Agency, oops, the Air Hockey Agency is working on <laughs> yeah. to try to basically allow for tournament-like events to go on all throughout the year, as opposed to just one singular event that happens. Uh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of just like, you know, when they hold, you know, different sporting events for kids, you know, they have like, uh, you might have AAU ball for basketball tournament play in this state, and you might have another AAU tournament in this state, so it's like dispersed all over the region and, and country, so it's mm-hmm. never like a set big league, it's spurts. Mm-hmm. 
mm -hmm. uh, tournaments and stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a grand screen, grand uh, scheme right there. And it seems like y'all got y'all got all the ideas and everything which I want to do with it. So how did you uh become part of Air Hockey AC? Did Rock Candy reach out to you? How did y'all connect and know each other? Yeah, so I think I met Rob actually, gosh, probably two years ago, maybe three. Mm -hmm. So he got into the sport a little bit more recently. He's played in a tournament way back, uh, probably in the early 2000s. And then he went away, did his whole hockey career, yeah. and eventually decided that air hockey was cooler. I don't know. <laughs> so he saw the light yeah exactly so <laughs> lately he's joined back and he's had just so many ideas uh for us to work with and i'd say that his ideas are they have a lot of good opportunities for the sport mm. um, and so just recently he got myself the number four ranked player and a like previous four-time world champion. He got all the sponsors and yeah. uh, through the Air Hockey Agency, and that's a first. Like Air Hockey players have never been sponsored. The events have been sponsored. Um, but just having a voice for yeah. Air Hockey has been huge just with one individual. Um, and so he's definitely made a stir in the community. So I've I've been in the air hockey community and I can see the effects just from like mm -hmm. two years of Robert being like, yo, like we can do something big with this. And it's been awesome. Yeah. Robert is definitely a visionary. Uh, we saw that when he brought, we brought him on a couple months ago. I mean, you can tell he was like excited, man. He just <laughs> like seeing that passion inside of him that, you know, he want to make this thing grow. He want to make it work. I told him, I said, bro, like I'm going to, post as much air hockey stuff as i can you know i want to try <laughs> to make clips and you know try to give y'all a platform on our platform you know mm -hmm. because i think that's important to support each other especially you know dealing with different kinds of sports and um do can you tell us uh <clears throat> one of the visions robert has for the air hockey ac that you can probably share uh yeah so i know that Robert's vision is along the lines of just making air hockey as exciting and entertaining towards the widest possible fan base. Um, and so I think our common vision is that air hockey has been exclusively player oriented for a while, or at least the competitive mm -hmm. scene. And so we're trying to open that up to be a fan based uh I guess, fan-based organization, yeah. um, which Voice of the Fans makes a really good connection. Um, <laughs> so yeah, as far as vision goes, a lot of the players, they walk in, they see air hockey as this super competitive, awesome, mm -hmm. exciting thing, but we're going to try to articulate and expand and have people that are not air hockey players be able to mm -hmm. share in that experience just like with all the other sports, just like with basketball and football, like people who watch those sports, you know, 90, probably like 95% of the people that are customers or interested mm -hmm. in the sport are not the people on the field. And yeah. I think that's what we're getting at with air hockey is I myself and the top 10 air hockey players right now are the 0.01% who could be the all of the people that get to enjoy air hockey. So yeah. we're just trying to make it super accessible. 
And yeah. you know, one way we can do that is by hosting events and making it uh, just super appealing for people. It kind of reminds me of the way esports did their thing. You know, they took the top teams, the top players, and they plastered their faces all over the place. You know, it's kind of like what y'all doing now. Uh, I didn't know y'all had ranked players. So I talked to Robert. I'm like, he like, this guy's number one. Well, you number one. And so, you're right. And he was like, this guy, this guy. I'm like, yo, that's okay. That's dope. I see I see the vision because you got to have some type of system in place. That way you can, you know, advertise your players. Uh, that's that's the main thing, advertising your players. And I think y'all doing a good job of, you know, presenting that. When we talk about Colin, you, we say that's the number one player, right? So mm-hmm. that's a, already a label y'all guys setting on the players, on the organization. Like, yo, we organize. We have a vision, you know. We have people you can root for, attached to. Because that's what sports is all about, is attaching to that individual player or team. Mm-hmm. And... I think that uh, y'all on the right, you know, on the right path of doing it. Yeah. Would you Would you agree, Gatwood? You think that's that's the way to go? Yeah, I mean, it seems like I mean, kind of like you're talking about with the esports and all that. I mean, I feel like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of like a way you could follow because, like, they they didn't. I mean, they weren't big for a while, and then they're all of a sudden popping up on ESPN and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you really never know what can happen. I mean, you got to start somewhere, and it looks like you're on the right track. Most definitely. So, the Air Hockey AC is uh, it's a brand. It's not a team, right? It's a brand slash team? or, or I, would say, I would say it's a team. So, currently, it's myself as number one, Vince Sauceda who has been number two for a lot of tournaments. He's been the runner-up like at least five times, I think. Uh, Billy Stubbs, who is currently ranked in the top ten, but he's a four-time world champion. And then Robert. So, yeah, we we're, we never played as a team in like a 4v4 event, mm-hmm. but we are a team that, that operates, so... So how do you get how, how do you get like called out like to you know can somebody be like uh I want to you know I want to go against the number one air hockey player in the world and see if I can beat him to try <laughs> to be the, be the number one you know what I mean like how does that work Yeah so they're called challenge matches so anybody in the world can call me out like you said and say Colin I want to play you and I want to challenge you for your rank and if they can beat me under a certain set of rules they mm-hmm. become the number one player. Wow. So that's kind of the unique thing with such a small sport is that mm-hmm. that that's just how it is. But well, I recently – sorry, go you ahead. Go. You can go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I don't get very many challengers, though. <laughs> you, don't call, you don't have nobody come and be on the chest like, I want you, Colin. I want you now. <laughs> no, they usually figure it out in the first game. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh man, you know yeah. that would be hilarious. You're, you're like, that good, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like oh, well, I, I can see Colin. Say... He's smooth. I can I can see Colin <laughs> like somebody challenging. He just over there sipping his drink, smirking. Like, man, I'm not a liar, <laughs> man. I'm not gonna hide it from you for that long. I mean, if you're the number yeah. one player in the world, I mean, you, we don't have to say much. I mean, you don't have to say much. Obviously, yeah, he ain't saying nothing. He, he yeah. just smiling at you. You know, <laughs> I was thinking like you know like an arcade. If you play air hockey, it's like best to seven usually. 
Like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Way, like, what is it like for, for y'all? Is it, is it the same or? Yep. So the way that tournaments go is every game is best of seven points. And then you'll play the best four out of seven games. And that constitutes a set. So if I were to be playing against people in a tournament, I would have to beat them four games before they can beat me four games. So gotcha. sometimes, sometimes people might win one game against me, mm -hmm. or you know, sometimes I'll get closer with two or three games. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, in this past tournament, I got beat a set. So there was a double elimination. It's a double elimination tournament for the worlds. Yeah. Um, so somebody beat me four games to two. Actually, it was kind of a huge upset, and then I came back. <laughs> And was able to win uh, through the losers bracket. Oh, so you, you did a little research on them after you saw them play. You like, okay, I got yeah. this. <laughs> like, no mercy, man. Let's, yeah, let's nah, get this over. Play. You found a, a kink in you found a kink in the armor. And you, you went for it. I like that. So mm -hmm. you mentioned uh, the tournament play uh, using this pat. Well, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, so last weekend was a Texas State tournament. Yeah, okay. But this past summer was the 2022 World Championship down in Houston. Down in Houston. Actually, both uh, tournaments were in Houston. So uh, I saw a picture of you on your Instagram holding the trophy. That was from the, the state championship? championship? That, was, that was from the World Championship. You World Championship? Awesome. And I saw it. I'm, I'm guessing your wife. I was trying to read the, the caption. So your wife played air hockey too, right? Yes, so my wife and I played as a doubles team, and that that was super fun. So we just got married back in May, and congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, so it's been super fun introducing her to the sport, uh, and she's a trooper. She's very humble when it comes to it. So we play it as a team, mm -hmm. and actually representing AHA as the AHA newlyweds, and nice. somehow we came in second place. <laughs> the world doubles tournament. So hey. Yeah, she was the she's the first female runner up ever in doubles. So. She was going for the dub. Yeah, she was carrying me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, man. That you know you and your yeah. wife be able to do something like that together, and like a lot of couples can't do that. And I'll be honest, me and my wife play games together. And yeah, we're gonna allow to have a lot of bickering back and forth. <laughs> Houdini, 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 see us at Christmas time when we play games. <laughs> you know, so that's that's great, man. That y'all have that you know special connection, y'all relationship, especially being uh, newlyweds, man. Uh, y'all, y'all keep that up, man, for real. Sure. So, um, I watching. I went to your YouTube channel and I saw you had, uh, uh you know instructions on how to play you had trick shot well not trick shots you explained the shots and everything so uh go more in detail about you know the gameplay of air hockey for me okay so the basic strategy in air hockey uh the goal is to score more points faster than your opponent so you got offense and defensive strategies and then there are some semi-neutral strategies which i'll go into a little bit more but for offense that's basically you hitting the puck fast or accurately or yeah those are pretty much the two uh so they the an acronym they use is dap 
tests for deception, accuracy, and power. And some people use different words, but th those are the basic mm -hmm. three. Um, so deception on offense is where you do all sorts of things, basically to trick your opponent into thinking you're going to do something else. Mm. Um, that's usually the more complicated one. Uh, so I'll come back to that. And then accuracy, basically, if you see that this part of the goal is open and you hit it and get in, you, you get into the goal. And so it takes practice in order to align your shots to where they're accurate 100% of the time. And then power, a lot of people, that's probably the second most difficult, is just having the mechanics to move yeah. the mallet and hit it as fast as possible with also keeping it on the table. Um, because the puck is, it's not the heaviest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, if you hit it too hard, then it'll go fast, but it might fly off the table. Uh, yeah. And if you hit it off the table, then that's a foul. So the other person does what. Yeah, I just by actually there was a penalty, you know, if you hit it off the table. So. Yeah. So some of the rules, you can't touch the puck. Like if it's just bouncing around the table, you can't touch mm -hmm. it with your hand. You can only touch it with the mallet. I actually have a mallet with me right now just for <laughs> visual. Um, but, and then if you hit it off the table, then that, that's also a foul. So, but yeah, that, that's offense. Mm -hmm. um, basically, you have to figure out how to move your opponent out of the way so that you can score as much as possible. And then defense is a little bit less, I would say, of a, a mastered field, just even within the mm -hmm. pro air hockey players. Uh, defense is where you are watching your opponent with the puck, and you have to pick it up uh, mm. pretty much by either two ways. You either have to predict it, or you have to have the reflexes to see where the puck's going to go. Uh, so if I had to connect it with things like e-gaming or baseball, you know, where like you got to watch yeah. the pitch, mm -hmm. uh, you have to catch the puck going in the right area. Uh, so it takes a lot of hand-eye coordination. Um, but then the, the predictive part is yeah. you being able to know, based on your opponent, what shots do they shoot the most and what, what am I going to take away? So a lot of times the puck is so fast that... yeah. Uh, it's a 50-50 with whether you're actually going to be there fast enough, you know. Uh -huh. uh, it's super, it's super fast. Like, I don't, not even my muscles are that fast to just move back in time if somebody hits it right. <laughs> like, so, I'd be the flash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what ends up happening when you get into the higher levels is people are able, they're able to read your muscle movement and just your wind-up. Uh. And they say, oh, I think he's going to go for the bank instead of going straight forward or vice versa. And so it looks like, oh, man, that person's so fast. He moved. But it's actually, oh, he was going to go there in the first place. He was reading it. You know, there's telegraphing shots. Hmm. Um, yeah. So also, so also you, you just can't be predictable. Like, exactly. Mm -hmm. Man, that sounds like a film study on each player. Like, <laughs> you're really, you really going there blind when you play against different players because you don't know how they play because yeah. from what I'm getting is different type of players like them would be they might be more of an accurate type player they might be more of a power type player or more yeah. defensive type player exactly so, yeah that's 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 pretty heavy what, when I'm trying what would you to consider yourself this. what type of player would you consider yeah I am definitely a defensive player so 
Um, and I mentioned earlier that there's there's offense and defense, and then there's kind of this middle category. I would call that neutral if I had to give it a label. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this thing called putt control. Um, and so these are all the things that just kind of add to both your offense and defense. Um, but putt control is basically when you hit the puck and it goes against the wall and it comes back at you, you being able to catch it and, like, keep it on your side. Um, if I had to uh, compare that to anything, it'd be like foot touch in soccer. Like when you're dribbling the ball, mm-hmm. the best players are the ones that can do those crazy tricks and they can, like, move it around people and all that. Um, so I have really good putt control. I'm also very fast. Like, I'm one of the more athletic players, so I'm able to just keep the intensity up the whole time. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so that adds to my offense and my defense, but mainly for my defense, people will be sitting there about to shoot while I'm like up and posed, ready to attack, like as they're shooting. So it's just so it's kind of like, yeah, it kind of like put a little thing in their mind, like, oh crap, what he about to do? Instead of them concentrating on their attacks, they kind of like trying to figure out what this guy about to do. Exactly. Like, I try to always keep them stressed and always keep them thinking, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And so that, if I had to get into being just like that. that. <laughs> what do you say, Houdini? That's how I used to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he just had to bring that up, how he used to beat me. Okay. Long time ago, buddy. So, uh, you, <laughs> uh, Colin, is this fair to say by you playing more defensively? That allows you to play more aggressively, more aggressive on the offense side of the ball. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So they every time that you have the puck, they call that a possession. So the person who has the most possessions is the person who has the most opportunities to shoot. So let's say that two people are playing against each other, and one person takes the puck out of the goal, puts it on the table, and just hits it as hard as they can. But the guy sees it coming and he catches it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, now I have the puck. That guy is more conservative and he hits it not at full speed, but just kind of moderately. And he goes yeah. against the wall and he gets it back. Okay, well, he still has the puck. So he tries again. And let's say he gets five tries without the other guy taking it. That That's where I come in. Since I have such good puck control, I get more mm-hmm. opportunities. And so therefore, I don't have to be as accurate because eventually it's going to go in. I have yeah, just they, more chances. The probability goes up the longer I have it. So yeah, that's... I, oh, you can go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah, I was just going to say, I get to be a lot more creative on offense because I'm not pinning myself into only having one opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's literally just like basketball, football. You want the ball as much as possible. In your case, the puck. Uh, where I used to coach... Um, uh basketball i always tell the guys take as many shots at the basket as possible because if you shooting the ball more than a team you have your chances um scores go up more likely i used to coach age 10 11. so it i see similarities with you saying possession in football you want more possessions on the offensive side of the ball you know tom brady uh he want to be precise and want to be quick aggressive and you know you got a little tom brady in you <laughs> you know man you oh. know bringing out these guys like that <laughs> well i, I did see in your profile how many times did you win the world championship i am indeed i'm a 10 time 
10 times. Uh, he Bill Russell, guys. We got <laughs> Bill Russell on the podcast here. You know, he, you, you just need one more. What, Bill Russell have 11 Gatwood? I think that's right, yeah. So what, you get like you have like 10 different trophies or do you get rings or how does that work? Yeah, so I get a trophy pretty much every time. The last trophy I got was huge, so... Hey, you need you need to post that uh, trophy case for us. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that, you know. Oh, for sure. And so, how do you train for this? You know, you talk about your skill set. You talk about you know how you uh, play defensively, so you can play more aggressively. Like, how do you prepare yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll preface by saying that my training regimen is not orthodox at the moment so i used to play all the time i played daily mm-hmm. um lately i don't own an air hockey table so i have to go and practice i'll probably practice like once a week um mm-hmm. so for me it's more like getting the muscle memory back um but as i was up and coming uh, i would play every day for the most part i had a table in my house it was like in the very center mm-hmm. and i would play by myself i'd play with my dad so i had a few different strategies um, but lately I've been experimenting. So my little brother, he's up and coming. And so he plays every day. I've kind of been giving him these uh, <clears throat> ideas for how he can practice more. So what I would do to train was, was first exercise in general. Just put that out there. And then on the table, I would take out the puck by myself. There's nobody on the other side. And I would just hit the puck against the side rails like so that it would go over and come back to me. And I would just hit it every time and just try to catch it. And what I was doing is developing the puck control to where I could just hit it and catch it. And subconsciously, when I play now, I don't have to think about it. Like, I used to get on the table and hit it and be like, oh, shoot, where's it going? You know, it's so fast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But now, since I hit it from all different angles and all different ways, I have this, like, subconscious feeling of, okay, it's going to go over here. You know, I don't have to think about it. And I, I definitely know there are a lot of sports that are like that, too. It it, it becomes an unconscious thing. Um, so that's how I would train for the most part. And then you practice hitting shots on goal, too. Mm-hmm. So I would just hit it as accurately as possible, go to the other side. And I would do the same shot over and over and over again until it was pretty much perfect. And then, right. uh, yeah. So, so um how long, how long do you practice for? Uh, I would practice for about two hours at a time. Sometimes less. Sometimes I just get home and play for like 30 minutes um, and listen to music. It was kind of my relax thing. Um, yeah. So I always recommend for if people are just getting into air hockey, just go and play for fun and maybe go with a friend because also the only way to get good at defense is to play people. So if you are playing your best friend from college or work or anything, they're going to have a unique way of hitting it and Mm -hmm. you're going to pick up on it. And that's how you develop defense. Um, So yeah, I I would just say that, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is fellas, you got to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. (laughs) If you want to be calling, you got to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. He said two hours. You better triple that. (laughs) Better put six hours. And yeah. uh yeah, go from there. Five o'clock in the morning. Get up, practice air hockey, defending, all that type of stuff. If you wanna be calling. 
<laughs> so uh I, we like i said uh we saw the app that you were on you and rob candy was promoting on y'all instagram story uh tell us more about that yeah so this is really cool recently it was it's called pony up and uh let me see if i can get it here real quick so i can give you a quick visual but uh basically it was an app where we could go and we could pick who are going to be the top players in this past Texas State tournament. Um, so the four picks were myself, uh, a guy named Danny Hines, and another guy named Justin Flores, uh, and my younger brother, Connor. And see, the question was, will Colin Cummings win? He's putting me as number one. Will Danny Hines, Danny Hines being a 11-time Air Hockey World champion himself, he won a lot of tournaments in the, in the 2000s. Wow. Um, will he make it to the top three? Justin Flores, a multiple-time uh, top ten finisher, will he make it in the top five? And then my younger brother, will he be in the top ten? Uh, so my younger brother, I think, is number 17 right now in the world. Um, so him and Texas. Him. Yeah. So being the, in the top ten within the Texas State Tournament was a real big deal. Yeah, so basically, you you would make your predictions, and I was fortunate enough to predict correctly, so I, I said that I would win. <laughs> you never bet, bet against yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So, uh, Pony Up, do, are they going to continue to do air hockey tournaments, or are it just for this one? Yeah, I hope so. So, uh, Robert and the air hockey agency have basically worked with Pony Up, I know that Pony Up is a pretty new app, but we would love to continue to work with them. If they put other events, then we'll likely be the ones who post the the ways for them to basically bet. Uh, it's also Pony Up's like in app currency that you win, so it's not straight up gambling. It's more of yeah. a fun thing to do. Uh, although there are prizes that you can get, um, but from what I've learned from sports betting. We would likely, as the air hockey agency, put up the the bets, and that would just be a way for us to gauge interest and hopefully mm -hmm. reel in people. Because I can speak from my own experience that when I was playing in the March Madness brackets, I got a lot more excited about <laughs> when my college teams were winning. I, you know, yeah. had this just emotional connection. Like I am on the team now, and so that's what we want for air hockey. We want people to be able to emotionally invest. Just buy an app and say, okay, I think that this guy's going to win. I don't know him, but he's my guy. You know, yeah, he's your guy. Watch, <laughs> yeah, we want them to be able to watch on a live stream. And, yeah, so. That's what's up. Uh, you, should cool. tap, you should talk to uh, Gatwood about being emotionally invested in his team. Just ask him how his fancy, <laughs> how his fancy going for him. Oh, is it going okay for you, Gatwood? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won it last year. I won our league last year, so. This this year the same yeah. year, yeah. So remember what I think it was like two years ago. Sorry, guy, what got to the story? Um, your team was losing on Monday night, and uh, you said, "Man, I hate my team." <laughs> I was like, "Bro, it's okay, man." He said, "I always lose." <laughs> I was like, "Bro, it's gonna be okay, man. You give him next year, and look at him now." Champion of my league, 
from uh, this past season, and <laughs> I'm coming back for my own title. You know, it's my lead, so I feel like I should be on top of it. <laughs> you know, you know, you you talking about you the number one player in air, high, air hockey. I'm really the number one player in fantasy football. I'm, I'm like the guru, the king of it. Nice. So yeah, that's why I break Who did it? I only know why you made that face. Bro. <laughs> like you, yeah, he's you legit like the player in the world. He's legitimately the number one player in the world, man. Do not compare yourself to him. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't have that many championships underneath my belt. You know, I only won like three money leagues. So maybe when I get to 10 or 11, you know, I can maybe get my own T-shirt made and <laughs> something, get my own crown. Houdini, stop shaking like your head. 40 you years. Know like 40 years, maybe. <laughs> Most definitely not. So, um. Do you what you do? Do you do anything? Doing do you do anything else in your spare time? Any besides you know, just playing around with the air hockey? You know? Yeah, so uh, hang out with my wife for the most part. And That's important. We, yep. So we go and we do roller blading. We do uh, things like disc golf, and uh, yeah, we just disc try to. Golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I never played that. I always wanted to play disc golf, but I suck at throwing a frisbee, bro. Like, there's no way I can throw that thing like 200 yards. Was like 200 yards? Some lo- mm-hmm. sometimes longer. So. Yeah, it's it's more of a recreational. You know, we just try to have a relaxing time. Yeah. If we don't I, lose a disc, then it's a good day. <laughs> have you ever played ultimate frisbee? Yes, I love ultimate frisbee. That was my yeah. game in college. Dude, tell me about it. We I played it in high school and a little bit in college, man. I, I miss it. In Mississippi, see, we don't do stuff like this down here. That's why a lot of people kind of like talk down in Mississippi because we don't really have a lot of recreational sports to be played. Mm-hmm. You know, you really got to like dive underneath a rock to find something. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good to have you know, other interests and everything. Who didn't why you looking like that? Because, man, like, we have sports. <laughs> bro, not really, bro. Look, I've been looking for a flag football team ever since I moved down here in the pedal. Pedal do not know, have one. It's all about location. You know, like it's Texas has ball. Like when I went when I went to high school in Texas, man, we had a lacrosse team in high school. We had a water polo team. Oh yeah, like, water polo team. They even had have, Okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like we remember we did have an ice hockey team here in Mississippi. We had the uh, Mississippi yeah. Bandits. Right. Gone. High school level, we had all that. Like Texas well, has so much more opportunity. And it's hot in Texas, so why why Mississippi don't have a a hockey team? Me uh a hockey team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we don't have like water polo, but we have. <laughs> we have. can't swim anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Speak for yourself. But, but. <laughs> so you know we we trying to we we want to get mississippi where they have more fun things to do start and, the uh air air hockey yeah league. we yeah we're talking talking to rod kennedy that robert kennedy that we're gonna start you know air hockey we're gonna try to get that thing going because we i know a lot of kids that love to play it and that would mm-hmm. be a good opportunity for y'all like yeah, not just kids yeah, but it starts with like it starts if you start with the kids, bro, they gonna keep they gonna keep going. You know what I'm saying? Start with the younger yeah. kids, you know, get them interested in it too. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have another generation to take over. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that's definitely one of the things we're working on right now is trying to get uh, the younger generations involved. So when I started at age 10, I personally, I attribute a lot of my skill today to how young I started. Mm -hmm. And I don't have kids yet, but I would think that there are ways for us to basically advertise for families yeah. to be able to have their kids. And so that that's my number one goal is to make air hockey more of a family-oriented sport. Because um, yeah. tra traditionally it's been predominantly men and a mm -hmm. very like tough competitive scene. But air hockey is not football. You know, yeah. nothing against football, but air hockey has a different demographic that it can shoot for more of the, we're just here to have fun, but some mm -hmm. people will take it and they'll want to have the competitive atmosphere. Not everybody yeah. that plays in the sport has to have that same like killer mentality. Like mm -hmm. there can be, you know, plenty of people within the league that are just there to have a good time. Yeah. Um, I would kind of think about bowling potentially, you know, people go there on Friday nights and they want to have drinks but they're still in the league you know playing for rating points and just having something to do um, yeah, exactly yeah we yes. could definitely get something going to mississippi i am man make it happen you know <laughs> you know we looking for stuff to do like i said we we play football me and my brother play air hockey when we was kids and yeah. uh like i said i thought it was good until i started talking to y'all guys i'm like nope my strategy sucks guy you know i'll 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 Telling Robert my strategy, I'm like, you know, I kept the puck in front of the goal. But like, nah, you don't want to keep the mallet in front of the goal, you know, because I'm trying to block the scoring, you know, you got to keep it more out, you know, like, ah, uh, I see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like, so yeah, I wouldn't last yeah. very long. <laughs> yeah, and I will say real, real fast that one of the resources that I know Robert and other others within the air hockey community are trying to put out and make available. To potential players is uh we'll say a map where air hockey tables can be found uh oh, where nice. people can say this would be a really good spot you know an opportunity for say uh, a family and their mm -hmm. three kids come and they say hey i want to have just a meetup here every friday or thursday or saturday or whatever and that is how we think things can start so i'll give two examples recently in idaho basically a few players have banded together they go to their local arcade and they have like the fourth largest air hockey community in the united states now after less than a year really pretty much might have been two years they're i think they're number four and then the second largest air hockey community is in north carolina and they're even they're a little bit older but they're way young compared to some of the others so i think it's Texas, North Carolina, Illinois, and then Idaho are the four largest. And North Carolina, it, they have this, I'll give them a shout out. It's called Boxcar Arcades, and they basically will have like 30 plus players a week mm. who all go and have a good time. So. That's awesome. It kind of reminds me of like the Madden tournament. I don't know, y'all remember those things? Mm -hmm. uh, Back in the day, they always had a Madden tournament where they put out flyers. They'll put that advertisement through app, through TV. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's a good way to do it. You know, like you described, and where families can go and have fun. The same way, like I said, Madden did it. They, they advertise where, you know, kids can come and play and have a good time. And I think 
that what most families want where they can come and have a good time and, and learn new things and make that special bond you know mm-hmm. so yeah. i don't actually did so uh, do you have any favorite sports favorite sports teams or anything yes. you root for yeah i always root for the baylor bears because that's my okay. school <laughs> yep so i just went to homecoming probably two weeks ago so they beat i believe they beat oklahoma state uh, in football so that was pretty epic <laughs> it was uh, yeah so uh, i particularly like the baylor basketball team a little bit more just because yeah. my senior year they went and took it to the national championship and that was amazing that was <laughs> once in a lifetime opportunity um Most definitely. so yeah them uh i've not been into football before college but you know i'm from houston so i i stick with my Houston Texans, even if they have trouble. And uh, the Astros. See, Gatwood, Gatwood, take some note from our man, Colin. He stuck with the <laughs> Texans after all that. Yeah. After all that, Gatwood. <laughs> I had blew up the team and traded DeAndre Hopkins. I couldn't do it, man. <laughs> I, I totally understand, but I, it is strictly proximity that uh, I'm just a Houstonian. You know, I, I got to remain loyal, so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no even in it. yeah, even in San Antonio, we got the Spurs, um, mm-hmm. and I still I just remember the days when the Rockets would be playing, and I yeah, I can't give that up. So <laughs> I still like the Spurs, though they're great yeah. too. But. Yeah, we have we actually have a Spurs fan on our pod. Uh, his name is Dustin Bishop, and he actually I don't know if he's still in the military. You know, he don't really say much about you know that life, but he was in the Navy. So he oh. stay. I believe he was stationed in San Antonio. I don't know. Is there um, a camp down there in San Antonio for the Navy? I I th- I've heard of a few Navy off or yeah Navy people being down in San Antonio. Yeah, so he was in San Antonio for a while, and uh, finally he came back to Mississippi. So yeah, he's a huge Spurs fan. He would be. He would have been on tonight, but he said he had to do some type of training. So mm-hmm. that's probably what, what it was, you know. Uh, yeah. He always doing something. But, you know, before we come to a close on the podcast, uh, is there any final thought you want to say about air hockey or the agency that you think people should check out or, you know, learn more about? Um, if I had any final thoughts, it would be to, of course, check out the air hockey agency on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I know that they were getting up and going trying to, post content uh check out colin cummings on youtube i have plenty of videos that are just professional air hockey matches um yeah and then there's really not a whole lot of competition as far as like air hockey organizations go mm-hmm. so if you were to search up professional air hockey you'll run into air hockey uh, the air hockey center line which is another uh youtube channel and Instagram that has a lot of air hockey content. Um, and also the USAA, United States Air Hockey Association, has a lot. Um, so there's definitely a lot of places, and I would just recommend that if you're at all interested in air hockey, uh, to go check out those places. There's yeah. also an, an app that people have been working on. It's called airhockeyrank.com, and that has a lot of our information posted. So if you wanted to Ooh. see... Yeah, the rankings or anything mm-hmm. like that. I can actually just go straight to my phone 
and pull up the various rankings. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you will, uh, no, drop me those links and I'll put in the show notes for you and that way everybody can find it. And I did have one question. It did escape me, but it just came back to me. Before we end the pod, let me ask you this. Who was the toughest player you ever played against? The toughest player I ever played against. So that has to be Billy Stubbs because he was the reigning champion that I dethroned when I first became champion. So the story goes that we were in Colorado Springs playing in the 2015 uh, World Tournament. I was in the winner's bracket, so I had beaten everybody that I needed to to make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Billy had lost to one of his practice partners from Chicago. So Billy is also from Illinois along with Robert. Uh, so he was coming through the loser's bracket and was the current reigning champion. Billy beat me an entire challenge match. So he beat, or not challenge match, he beat me an entire set. So he beat me four games to two. Uh, so we were tied like evenly. Um, yeah. So it was very close and i think the only edge that i had on him was energy so billy's <laughs> probably in his 40s now and i at the time was 16 so i just had plenty of gas you know yeah yeah um but there was a mix of strategy and also just me having uh yeah just more energy that i was eventually able to beat him for two um which says yeah there's a couple of funny videos about that win because i did a big old jump like the whole like the end of a, a tv show or something yeah like a whole street fighter move just <laughs> woo, did a spin yeah. that's yeah. what's up man we had to find that <laughs> but that's awesome so man we we love that you came on the show the man the myth the legend the number one player in the world colin cummins man we really appreciate you joining the show and we hope you come back and yeah, tell absolutely. more stories about yeah. you know what's going on in the air hockey world and at the air hockey agency. So we yeah. definitely gonna keep in touch. For sure, yeah. Hopefully next time I come, I'll have a bunch of stories about the Mississippi air hockey group that's going. Yes, and hopefully we'll be a part of you know coming <laughs> up the ranks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> training, waking up at five o'clock in the morning, training six hours a day. So. Yes. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, y'all know where you can catch us. We on Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, at VOL Sportscast. Like and subscribe. And uh, check out the show on YouTube. If you miss you know, the live stream, we're going to have it up. And we're also going to have both the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and CastBox. So look out for Colin. He's coming. The Air Hockey AC. Thank you, man. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Deanie, and thank you, Gatwood, you know, for coming on. Sure. And we'll see y'all soon. All right, guys, we out of here.